0: Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead.
1: A reading from Acts. So when the apostles came together, they asked, Lord, Is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus replied, It is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When Jesus had said this, and they were watching, Jesus was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While Jesus was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. The men said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. A gospel reading from the 24th chapter of Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the eleven and those with them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then Jesus opened their minds to understand scriptures, and Jesus said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning with Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, Jesus blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple. Blessing God.
0: Grace and peace to you, my friends in Christ. I witnessed a scene play out this past week, and maybe you've seen something like this or been part of a scene like this too, but I was next to a park, and there were two grandparents walking towards a baseball game, and one of the younger siblings Probably had a brother or a friend, you know, someone there playing in this game, this younger sibling who's watching the game ran towards the grandparents as fast as she could, and she jumped into her grandpa's arms and gave him a great big hug. And I think two summers ago, if you would have said, would that have caught my eye, I would have said, no, that just seems normal to me. It's expected behavior. But the look of relief and happiness on the grandpa's face as this was happening, as he scooped up his beloved granddaughter, was priceless to, to me. Now, I don't know the backstory. obviously. I have no idea how long it's been since they've had a hug like this. But honestly, it looked like the first time in at least 15 months. Now, I know not all of us have had these experiences yet. There are still loved ones out there that we have yet to hug But more and more of us are getting those opportunities, and more and more I'm hearing those stories of being able to to reconnect and to re-embrace and to be able to have those connections again. I was talking to one of our members, and, and she told me that at first she was opposed to getting a vaccine. She said, you know, at first I was dead set against it, but but I needed to see my family. So I got it so I could have my family over and so I could come to church. Never underestimate the importance and that power of relationship. We are created to be in relationship with each other. Thinking about our images of God, and and last week in our prayer minute we talked about that and, and talking about the different images of God, especially on Mother's Day of thinking of mothering God and the Spirit, how we are created in God's image. And so everything was thus created in God's image. Each race, each brother and sister, friend of ours in Christ, But also each culture and everyone across all of our differences was created by God. So God even created the people that we disagree with. God created them in God's image. And God made us. And so God made us to love one another and to be in relationship with each other. And God also helped prepare us for some of the challenges that we would face. And so I think... It's interesting that here on this Ascension Day, and we, we lift up this story, that one of the other biblical char- characteristics of God that we often forget about is how Jesus actually prepared us for something as simple as absence, of not seeing each other. Jesus taught us what to do when Jesus wouldn't physically be there. We spend a lot of time talking about our personal relationships with God, whether that's through prayer or fellowship. We know that we can turn to God at any time, that Christ is truly our Savior. And we have a personal relationship with Christ. But we don't have a physical relationship with Jesus where I can just give Jesus a hug. We we can't, you know, like Thomas, put our fingers in Jesus' hands and side. We can't, like the two men who were walking to Emmaus, break bread and have Jesus directly revealed to us right in front of our eyes. And it's because of Ascension Day. Because after Jesus comes back, the story continues. And here's how that played out. It's the very end of Luke's story, right? He's telling the disciples you know, this story of the road to Emmaus. He's telling these guys, and and we know about how Christ has risen from the dead, and he returns and has this physical presence with the apostles and the other early leaders of the church. And that writer who wrote the book of Luke also wrote the book of Acts, and we hear about the story of Christ appearing to a guy named Saul on the road to Damascus and how that changed the world through Paul and Paul's writings. But it's actually the very last appearance among the disciples that we're focusing on today, Because it's Jesus telling them to proclaim repentance and forgiveness to all of the nations. That they are the witnesses, and that is the message to go out and share with the world. And then he blesses them and withdraws and is carried up to heaven. He's not physically there anymore, he's gone. And so we remember this story, and we wait and we watch for Jesus Christ to come again. And believe me, those disciples thought it was going to happen. Paul fully expected it was going to happen any day. But it hasn't. So now what? What does it mean for us to live as Christians without that physical Christ right next to us? Mark Allen Powell, a a phenomenal scholar uh, from Columbus, he wrote a personal favorite book of mine called Loving Jesus. And one of the anecdotes from that that book was uh, Powell talking about this exchange that he had with someone. He said, someone once came up and asked me, what does it feel like to be a Christian? And Powell said, well, it seemed like an odd question, but I tried to answer. I said, being a Christian feels like being in love with someone who has gone away. And the other person replied, well, that, that doesn't sound very pleasant. And Powell said, well, no, I don't think it's supposed to be pleasant, but it's powerful. I'm in love with my wife, and when she's gone, I'm thinking about her constantly, and I'll perk up at any news of her. I'm energized by the slightest connection, whether it's a letter or a phone call. He said, that's what being a Christian feels like. And that love can be real and powerful and overwhelming, but the absence is real too. And sometimes it's just hard. Yet we know Jesus, don't we? Like Jesus might not physically be right here, but Jesus is definitely here. Jesus is definitely filling up this place or those places. Jesus is truly with us in our hearts wherever we go. Jesus Christ is most certainly with us and present in the bread and wine of the communion that we'll have in just a few minutes, that wherever we are, whether we have that at home or here, we know that the food that we are taking in, it's giving us energy for the mission ahead of us. That is Christ with us. And Powell talks about that presence too. Mark Allen Powell said, you know, in the liturgies of our churches, Holy Communion is celebrated as a foretaste of the feast to come, right? Right? It doesn't satisfy our hunger, but it does make us long for the feast. It seems to me that more often when we are taking communion, we should become more impatient. Enough with the appetizers. I want the feast. But of course, we have to be grateful for what we have. Grateful, but not satisfied. Because one purpose of communion, it's to feed our impatience, but also to remind us of the Lord's absence which allows us to experience just enough of his presence to increase that longing in our hearts. My friends, if Jesus Christ is the real presence found in communion and also found in baptism, which we'll be having later this morning as well with Jack and Ira, what does that mean for us? We are the ones who receive the communion. We are the ones who watch and participate in that baptism and then we get sent out aren't we then the real presence of God of Christ in this world for somebody else aren't we the ones who show the world what it means that Christ lives so how are we going to do that I don't know about you but I'm I'm nervous for what's coming up for me I'm leaving on Wednesday and I'm about to put that to the test God has a really interesting sense of humor and God has called me into a complimentary ministry that that I have been discerning and wondering and pondering and, and leaping into. I've been called to share my chaplain skills with the men and women of the National Guard, but I need some training on how to do it. So on Wednesday, I leave for an absence of 25 days. Now, this is just the first part of more training that I'll need to do next year, but I'm going to be on an adventure to Fort Jackson in Columbia, South Carolina for that first phase of, cha- of chaplain training. And people have asked me how I'm feeling. Nervous, excited, curious, but also anxious. I'm, I'm anxious about being gone. I'm anxious about leaving behind my family, my rock, my stability, because I know I'm going to miss them very, very much. But I also know because of technology that's available that I can see and talk to my family daily, that I can tell them that I love them, that I can be present even though I can't hug them or play catch with them outside. I'm still able to be present. So I have confidence that where I go, God goes with me and that God abides with those who remain. Yes, absence can be really hard, but love, love is stronger, and love prevails, and love wins. I'm confident that Christ goes with you, even when those struggles are real, that as Christ ascended to heaven, that spirit of Christ is fully present with each and every one of us, and Christ's love will always be felt. Friends, we are never alone just as Christ has showed us. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.